0: Listen and subscribe to The Table of Truth on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Welcome, everybody, to The Table of Truth. This is your man, Cam.
1: With me, as always, is... The man they call the Black Professor Xavier, also known as Josh. (laughs) As well as...
2: This is D. I am the professor, the only professor...
1: Wow, that was aggressive. <laughs> that was aggressive. Put, put some big bass in his voice. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, um, I was, I was, I looked away to glance at the game and whatnot, and I heard that. I was like, "Oh, am <laughs> I playing somebody?" <laughs>
2: yeah, Bring his attention back, and the only way to do that is to to assert the alpha apex predator. <laughs> yeah, Damn, bro!
0: Uh, hilarious! Don't hilarious! We <laughs> Um and we are back to discuss ah, damn it disco
1: disco <laughs> 2.0. Ah,
0: damn it
2: disco 2.0. So fellas. We had to do this twice. We don't uh, even call it Star Trek disc- you know what? anymore. We just call it disco.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, I said, hey guys, I was like, hey, I want less crying. I want, you know a little bit more of the crew. Oh, I, I said, I want all these things. And they're like, hey, Cam, I'm going to give it to you. But here's some cardboard. <laughs> 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 it's just so bad. Like, dude, they swapped out black guy number one. They brought in black guy number two. <laughs> <laughs> I still don't even know their names. <laughs> you got His a- name was like, right. talking out of nowhere. Right. okay. Oh. Praise, there you go, praise, Q's like starting to talk now, but now I don't really care, and like, oh man, <sighs> help me out, Josh, you're a resident Czech person, and
1: um <sighs> I, mean, wait. I wish I oh, could yeah. help you
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could help you, um, just, just uh, <sighs> it's
1: a lot of sign, it's a lot of signs. yeah man <laughs> I, I i i don't I don't have much for you, um. I mean, they gave you what you asked for.
0: <laughs> True. True, And it I mean, they little, you what
1: you asked for. lazy, lazy. You know, uh, not a not not a good package. Unfortunately, yeah. I you mean, know? I think also um, they
0: they uh, you know they turned book into a sap. Then you had the the guest turns, which was dope. Like you no know, Totaro, more her always is always a good always, thing. Always, always. They brought back um, old security chick, who was cool too for like a hot second. Right. Um, but I think it just you're right, it just kind of muddled along. I was, I found myself fast forwarding way more. <laughs> like, yeah. normally, you know, you just press play and then you watch it, and then you're good. Or if it gets a little like dry at some places or there's too much crying, okay, cool, fast forward, fast forward. But this time, I was just like, yo, what is going on? And I, I remember I was watching the finale, and then I actually checked how much time we have left, and I was like, damn, it's only been 20 minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, to their credit, so, so, so there were. Mild positives, let's put it that way. um they did return to form in terms of you know new life, new civilizations, like literally the ethos of the show of, sure. of all things Star Trek, regardless sure. of what version you're watching yeah. um so there was that, and they did that moderately well, I would say, um, but oh, it's no, the no. things surrounding that that were just like more sighing for me <laughs> it just induced more sighing from me um uh, yeah you're right it just, and it's 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 just i
0: don't even know what to, what to call it like there was lazy writing they were like oh we're gonna start having the crew talk now but they were just like talking there wasn't anything like happening with them and then you know they brought in fish dude is on the crew now and then you had uh saru the only thing i did like was saru and uh romulan chick vulcan chick
1: vulcan chick Vulcan, thank you.
2: <laughs> who is, uh, wait. the
1: this dude?
0: Fish guy with the eyes. Linus. Linus, yeah, that
2: guy. Oh, the one that's all of a sudden giving information yeah. and yeah. he just kind of yeah. popped up, but he's exactly. been growing up since whatever, but... <laughs> Linus is hilarious.
0: Yo, he's like, I got called up big league stakes, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, on the bridge I now. They swapped out black guy number one, putting me in black guy number two. Wow. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I think uh, the, the biggest problem with Star Trek Discovery after season two is I think they bit off more than they can chew. And they and I'm speaking of the writers and the producers, and they've gotten exceedingly lazy with their ambition, a lack thereof. Um, one of the, the biggest problems is that this show just does not show us anything. They tell us everything except for these moments of high balloon action in which that's only showing us the resolution. That's not really showing us uh development of this story. And, and to your point about, you know, uh, Bryce and then new black guy that replaced Bryce and all the other characters, Owo and Detmer and so many others that I don't, know their names and I don't even want to refer to them by their ethnicity anymore because that was just 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 (laughs) frustrating. But the, the problem is that they don't give these characters anything to do until it serves the plot. Now, that's fine for a few characters. But when you have the Star Trek mode in which everybody on the bridge has traditionally and historically played a key role, and you've gotten to know these characters over the time that you've spent with them on the ship. Watching, for example, Jordy's struggle to try to date, and Worf playing the uh, big brother, giving him advice, or yep. Yep. Uh, the Worf preferring prune juice over human liquor. You know, it's uh, you know this. this Earl Grey, T, Earl Grey, hot, Hot. you know, like those things, Cisco with his baseball and and so many other things and Jake as a writer and, and all that stuff. Can you say this or any of those things for anyone of the Star Trek Discovery crew? Besides yeah. Michael, like only thing we know about her is that she's a, 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 a human who was raised by um uh on uh, by the Vulcans. Yeah, that's all we can. That's all we can say about her, and that we see that there's a progression in her personality and how she handles things. But we have never been given an opportunity to know who the Michael Burnham is like the vulnerability of Michael Burnham. That's another thing that's frustrating is that this season we saw a little bit of vulnerability, but it wasn't like something that we haven't seen any Star Trek captain in the past handle uh, with, and with great uh, aplomb, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's just now we're starting to see it in a way that's pulling out these themes that I don't think most Trek viewers care about as much as you know. It kind of complements the zeitgeist of current society, yeah. I mean, and I think you know. For me, as you mentioned, the vulnerability piece
1: with Michael, I, I don't even know if I want that necessarily. Like Starship captains are supposed to be made of steel, you know what I mean? And I mean, and and that is taking into account that that is a sort of old school mentality of writing your lead character your, 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 your hero is supposed to be but so vulnerable they're supposed to be you know nerves of steel not really show you know too much in the way of emotion and just you know sort of plunge ahead especially your starship captain that that's just right. the image yep. that I always have in my head
2: And well, she's um, unspeakable in that way I mean we've seen her not buck at having to make the the hard decision. Hard decision. The whole the the biggest problem with Michael in the decision making is that they draw out her decision for forty mm. Ep- minutes. Yeah. That's right. And then point. it all works out. And so yeah. that that becomes more of a problem for serial storytelling. Now, if this was sort of like episodic and they were, you know, and then she had to make that big decision at the end, boom, and we're moving on to another story, it, it's fine. But the fact that we're kind of playing we're dancing around this every time how many times has discovery the ship been almost ev- eviscerated this season <laughs> so many times that i
1: stop believing
2: it can happen
1: what's funny yeah what's funny so, though is for me i think the i don't know there, there's vulnerability and there's like so i give you a prime example i because i was just watching a bunch of star trek like just mm-hmm. i just binged a ton of star trek randomly just whatever whim came to my head i just watched it and so i watched generations i don't know how long and so you know when i say vulnerability i draw the example of generations to say when i talk about vulnerability i'm not even talking about necessarily you know when she thought buck died and that touched me like she like sonequa martin green is Top notch yeah. actress, and she made you feel that moment when she thought she lost her dude. Yep. When she thought Buck died. Yeah. I felt that. Yeah, um, absolutely. And Even so, like, and so to and, and so uh, running parallel to that, watching Generations when uh, Picard when Picard is talking about uh, losing his brother, his nephew, and his sister in law, and that fire. Um, you know that again. That hit me like. But every time I watch that scene, it hits me in my chest when 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 uh, Troy walks into Observation Lounge and he's looking at a photo album and gets him to talk about it. He's like breaks down like, oh, Patrick Stewart. Whoa. Hey, you're crying. <laughs> so, you know, that 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 gets you. Um, so I'm not even talking about that, but like. The stresses of being a commander of a star of being a starship commander and her and saru are off to the side and he's like when i you know when i have stressful moments i find it really helpful to yell it's like you're in the big chair what do you need like, <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no man no you already no. know how to you already know how to, to, to take care of your stress you're by that at that me. point
1: nah, yeah like come on oh. b you done traveled 900 years into the future you think this is little fresh <sighs> yeah contact? come on yeah sorry. they're very
0: there yeah, yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of softness going yeah. on i would say in this
1: in this yeah uh, the past and, season and like again, everyone I think there's, there's a fine there's a fine line between emotional vulnerability and just like uh-huh. whatever it is they do on discovery
2: all the drama <laughs> <laughs> It's just it's just melodrama for the sake of melodrama. And that's part of what Cam talked about earlier, which is the laziness of it all. When you when you can't when you're not putting any effort to tell a serial narrative in a way that's rewarding and makes your audience want to um come back each week and look forward to that, then all you're really doing is just running through the beats of uh, a sort of narrative that's in autoplay. It's in in auto mode. I mean, if you look at, and probably because they were still able to draw from uh, established Trek canon, uh, um, when you look at seasons one and two, you had issues with small things like the Klingon design and how they were more inhuman than they were in past Trek iterations and, um, you know, little small things, but nothing, but there was enough of the tradition meeting the attempt to tell, carve out a new story that was following this hero's journey of Michael Burnham and going from, uh, um, uh, a commander who do, does her own thing, no matter you wh- sometimes, no matter what, to a responsible Starfleet captain. Yeah, it could have been way more interesting than than where they took it because in season three, it just kind of blew everything up to start over, but nothing was really fully developed or fleshed out. I think it just. Yeah. Came- and it just kept going. I mean,
1: and what's what's wild is, I remember when season one was over and the Enterprise pulled up, I remember just like, re- re- I remember telling you two, I was like, oh, come on. You didn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah. And first episode, first five minutes of the second season, I was like, oh, never mind. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I'll shut up now. Yeah, you I'll shut now. You and you didn't yeah. see the Enterprise again until the end of the season, until like yep. Three episodes, three episodes before the season finale and when it showed up, it showed up. And the rest of us and, and the next three episodes were baller.
2: Yeah,
1: No, no way you're right. how that season ended. So...
2: In yeah. seasons, I was just gonna one more thing. In those seasons, it never, it felt like a fully immersive world. Like it felt like a fully scaled world. A te- with teaming with life, not just... A few because when they go, in, in. was that it felt lived in? It, it felt lived in when they go to the future, it feels like there's like. <laughs> other than the, the Discovery crew and the people we see on Starfleet that nobody else exists in the, in, in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, we've been to Navarre. Yes, they we, we've been in a room on Navarre. We've never actually been outside, outside ah, well, or in, and interacted lived Yeah. No, it man. feels like n- during that period, nothing happened until Michael Burnham and her crew showed up and then things formed
0: that's what it feels like and so i think now you know discovery ended big thing happened blah 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 it's pretty underwhelming um uh and then it was interesting because at the end of it because like tilly pops up and i was even happy i was like oh tilly's here that's cool (laughs) i just like shrug man and i was like and then even with the resolution and then you know uh, I did. Re- I did watch the episodes before, so they try to like uh, humanize Tarka more and his 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 reason for trying to kill all these people and I could kill everything. Like
1: what, I was like, motivations were
0: yeah. Work. It didn't really it like is, anything happening with that. Kind yeah, of it. it was so flat. Like it just didn't didn't work
2: at all. Like I didn't. It was an much. utter waste of screen time to try to humanize that guy after all the <laughs> things that he was doing and that he and you couldn't get through to him with any kind of logic. So yep. at that point. he he was crossing moral event horizon uh uh turf, and we know that his plan was to to you know destroy the DMZ and and the DMA, the D, DMA excuse me, the DMA, and that could have caused a bunch of problems and killed yeah. people. Yep. So he was irredeemable and uh, and not irredeemable, but he was at a sense he had issues that. Should not have didn't merit us uh, the writers trying to humanize him I- any more than, exactly. than they already exactly. had. Um, yeah. He was sadness yeah. and they should have left it at that. Yeah,
1: my yeah. I think the, the the character I was most irritated with wasn't Tarka. Like Tarka, Tarka seemed you could tell that there was a, a an ulterior motive behind wh- where he started at the beginning of the season, and even at the at the middle point. Um, but I was most irritated with book book. Yeah. Yeah. It was a point where like you get, you get that the loss of his nephew and his brother hit him in a different type of way. Like, okay, fine. That's not a problem. But I think they, you, they pushed his, they pushed his grief stricken motivations way past the point of believability like or yeah, and, totally. like there's always a point that like i i get that he's again i get that he's supposed to be grief stricken i just didn't buy yep that he was that far off the reservation yep yeah no, he I, what, like, it, it just it just didn't sell for me and
2: no it didn't and you know
1: it it, it, it speaks to a larger point the, a larger problem that I had with the season. Um, I think, I, so I can, even with something that I'm as attached to as Star Trek, I can look at it objectively, right? I can, I can, I often watch other people watch shows and it's really easy to dogpile pile. Like once, it, once you get a certain amount of momentum and there are certain things that you don't like, everything's wrong. And I don't necessarily operate that way, so even with even with Star Trek, even with something that I'm as biased towards as Star Trek. But it was just it just became way too easy this season to just be like, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. And suddenly you get into a pattern and now everything's wrong. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, I, look you know,
0: at the, I looked and- at the, a lot of the positive parts of it, like, you know, of course, they got a budget that's ridiculous uh the design is awesome like even the 10 c's mm-hmm. i was like oh that's cool um mm-hmm. i i was like i was telling d i was like i love the 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 civilian uh clothes design when yeah, you, see yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you see them because yeah, yeah. you're right there's right. no scene where you know the president of the federation goes home and she's right. talking to her husband or partner or whatever and then they're having dinner or they're off like. There's no away scene that cuts away to in, to show any of those aspects
1: of it, and so then you know before she at the to Italy, Asian doctor guy, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said what I said, he talked to she talked to Asian doctor guy.
2: mm Hmm. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. That I've seen. a character we had never seen before, that moment, those that episode. <laughs> That is ridiculous. Like that um, is I knew that would set one of you off. <laughs> I don't even understand how even as an actor on that show, you're not like, what the fuck? Like, What? This dude is getting way more, imp- becoming way more important to this narrative than I have been. If I'm old or, uh, Detmer or, uh, or, uh, Reese or any of the number, uh, other, even if I'm Tilly, to be honest. So, it like, or, and especially if I'm Jet or someone that's down there, even Adira at this point, like after they got, after Gray left, Adira just kind of was like, ah, uh, whatever. <laughs> like, it's just like, whatever. We got an instant on an instant in engineering. She doesn't matter.
0: Basically. And so I think even when that showed up, I was like, wait, what are you supposed to do here? And he literally did nothing to the rest <laughs> of the show. He, like, showed up. Said a couple jokes, (laughs) did a monologue with the president, and then that was it. Like, he had, like, a couple lines. I was like, why is this dude here? There's really no reason. Now, to switch something, to leave this on a positive note, we can talk about the season uh, premiere of Picard. And and I'm late to the game, so the first, what, four minutes or three minutes of it, was literally better than all the whole season of
2: Discovery. Yeah. <laughs> it is true. It is, it is, and it's not even an exaggeration. Um, it's just, it's literally five minutes of I'm literally invested versus 13 hours of why am I even, why did I do this? Why did I even spend this much time watching any of this? You're welcome, D'Angelo. Be beautiful about about the about the season premiere was
1: the first half of the episode was all catch-up. This is where we are with all these characters. Yeah. And in each of those scenes, you got more character development from a season two show in 20 minutes of this is where, you know, this is where Seven is, this is where Rios is, this is... Yep. This is where Rafi is. This is where Elnor is. This is where Picard is. And you yeah. got up with every last one of those bastards and you know everything that's going on, even though yeah. there's has a time jump.
2: Here's where the world is. And there are people in the world. And yeah. Yeah, Picard goes to a meeting and there's a room full of people and he gives a speech and they're on Earth. And you can see the clouds in the, in the sky. And, and, and Elnor has joined for And he's graduating as a cadet. Oh, and guess what? There's a whole graduating class of cadets, not just seven. <laughs> not just seven. Look, I mean, cadets I mean, cadets.
1: I mean, look. us is a captain now. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, and,
0: and I liked how when he was talking to the Vulcan chick or Vulcan Romulan chick, and uh, they had their little moment. And they're like, oh, you know, it's been a, a year and a half since such and such passed away, and that was in the first five minutes. They told you, you. It, within the conversation to two characters speaking about a moment, one line of dialogue that automatically pushed us forward a year and a half without us, without putting it on the screen, but like without having to, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then you automatically were like, oh, it's a year and a half later. I wonder where everyone's at, and then they sh- proceed to show you where everyone's at.
2: Yeah, exactly. exactly. In brilliant form.
1: Yeah, it's you know. That's the and stakes. They gave you stakes. Second half of the episode was all stakes.
2: Yeah, they 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 gave they gave you where our characters are.
1: Now let's pour some acid on all of that.
2: (laughs) And you know, again, like there is a sense of knowing. Um, and and this is. Where I come in to blow everything up. They know that knowing that because it's Star Trek, everything will be okay. But at the same but you time, don't
1: feel that way? I didn't feel that way walking away from that first episode.
2: Well, hang on, hang on. I'm not and <laughs> I'm not saying that they what they did. I, I didn't feel done. that way at all. I but, but and, and you know, by what contract, I'm hold, 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 that, let, me, let me interrupt you for
1: a second. By contract, okay. I didn't care whether or not that was the case with Discovery. <laughs> Like I right. Feel, I didn't feel like it, there was one episode, one episode mm-hmm. of Discovery where I felt like there might have been a little bit of something. And that was when uh, this idiot, Tarka, um, uh, threatened the threatened the, the, the 10C while they were in the middle of while of while the president and and, and Michael were in the middle of negotiating with the 10C. And then they got thrown out of their realm. Like they got thrown out of wherever the, wherever they were. Right. Other than that, I just didn't know. Yeah. Oh, Almost no but not quite dying. Yeah. There's like
2: well, no stain. Well, and then so coming back to what I was saying about knowing that because you threw my whole, my whole thought off, Josh, thank you very much. I was going to a point and you, you just threw it off. No, I'm just, I'm joking. I, I got <laughs> sorry, man. Uh No, no, no. What I was, what I was saying was uh, um, with the stakes as far as Star Trek, because it is a Star Trek show, we know that there isn't going to be maximum calamity. So basically what I'm saying is in the end, we know that, things will be reset to the way they were somewhat. But at the same time, we are invested on how we get to there, and that's where the real stakes are. It's not about what's happening to them or what what's at play. It's about the setup. It's about how they're going to get from A to B to Z. We care about that. And to your point about discovery, that was never there this season. Maybe in the first episode when the DM DMA is DM DM. What is whatever when the anomaly first opens up and. And destroys books home world. Then you felt, OK, something's going on here and maybe it's interesting. But because of my PTSD from last season in the burn, I tempered that. I was like, but I bet I bet you I would bet my salary that it's bullshit. <laughs> I would bet. I would bet. <laughs> and, that in it, the end, and you're and right. Bullshit. And I bet we don't find out what that was all about until the second or to the second, the second before or very last episode. And we did not until the second before and the very last episode. And lack that's 13 episodes, people, yep. 13 episodes. Yeah, that's a lack. The lack of
0: tapes just made it worse. And I think for Picard in that first, like you said, the first half was like, hey, this is where we at now. The later half was like, oh, shit. Yep. <laughs> yeah and i, I mean, they, that was dope
2: and we, they didn't have to introduce any kind of crazy new creature doomsday everything about to die into the world. There's a little bit of that, but not even in the cosmic sense of the thing. It's more like, okay, we know these players and these players have been at play before, but now they're playing a different game and we're invested and interested. And what I mean is to not spoil anything. Our boy Q is back. And for anybody who's a Star Trek fan, you already know Q is one of the most, uh, uh, the chief adversaries and antagonists to, to John Luke Picard. So I think as soon as there was an announcement of a show, we all expected Q to show up at some point.
0: Listen. Yeah, and they, they, good, they had good cameos. And I think, um, and as we are talking about before, like, you know, Q is an omnipotent, you know, alien life form. And so when he shows up, he looks like Hugh from Star Trek: uh, this, uh, Next Generation. Yeah. But then he, but then he was like, "Oh, wait a minute, you're old now. Let me be, let me match your energy." And then he sh- sits his fingers, and it's the actor in present day, which was a really fun and easy way to kind of you know. To explain. Uh, yep, easy way to show the the age, and I
1: like yeah. I, I totally like how they did that. Yeah, the the I love how they were playing coy with whether or not this was the Borg, and. Yeah. You know the anomaly pops up, blows the ship out. You know off course, literally like smacks it around and goes It sp- goes spinning off the screen. Um, You see green. You already know it's either Romulans or the Borg, and you probably go to the Borg before you go anybody else. Especially but after the voice is like, "Come on, we know." We <laughs> <laughs> didn't even get to the voice yet. I'm talking about when the other. Oh, right. oh, that's yeah, yeah. But then when they're when they they investigate and the the admiral comes to see uh to come comes to Picard's house to go to come see him tells him they're asking for him he pulls up and he's like you know this is John Luke the admiral John Luke Picard the Federation you know United Federation of Planets uh, you asked for me and you hear that voice you hear Picard you're like yo ho, 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 ho. And it's like it a take. on and popping. Real life. Episode
2: is just yeah. Just and if you re- watch the Next Generation and so, and all of the movies, specifically First Contact, that it, that voice and the recognition Man. of jean Luke Picard is just like it just takes you back to that Man. all of the greatness of that storyline because that storyline with Picard and involving. The Borg and the discovery of the Borg, and even Q, because let's not (laughs) forget, it's Q who is the reason that the Borg discovers the Federation in the first place. So it's amazing (laughs) that they can take that history and, and make it fresh from the fictional world and make it fresh uh in the present fictional universe and uh and it and it feels like time has passed and it feels like this is a different stage of life for these characters and and that's what i appreciate most about the details of the show is that they're not being lazy as we talked about its its counterpart uh, you know um it's taking all of these nuances that Trek fans love uh, loved about Jean-Luc Picard's story and the next generation and the movies. Um, and it's giving it a modern twist, intru- slowly introducing new characters that can potentially spin past his planned final third season, which I love that they're just doing a trilogy of Picard and not um, trying to milk this thing for 18 seasons. So yeah, so, yeah, wow. yeah,
0: yeah. I like that too. I think I hopefully... It helps because, like you know, Disney grows old, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, he will to be able to enjoy his his last uh, his last time on on this early. I mean, that's Captain John Luke Picard. Maybe he'll go to space just like Kirk went to space. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think, and I think to wrap to to come to the
0: wrap, I think that's the biggest thing. Where you know, Discovery was trying to do a lot of feelings with the feelings with the feelings, and it just like. It, it overshadowed everything else and just came out really, really flat. And, and then Picard was just like, right, right from jump, punch you in the mouth and be like, look, this is where we're at. This is where we're going. All right, let's go.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> here, are, here are the players. Here are our characters. You know who they are, but let's tell you what they've been doing so that you remember that they are important to this story and, and into this world. And now, now, Let's get busy, and, that, and that's what it was, and it worked. It mm-hmm. worked completely, a hundred percent. And I think that's why it's like
0: for me, if um on disco, like you said, I'm still like I'm still calling everybody by their by their gender or ethnicity. <laughs> <laughs> ethnicity. I just like you got blonde girl, black guy number one swapped out for black guy number two, Asian, guy. Two, yeah. Asian guy.
2: I didn't even see her before this season. I don't know where she came from. Uh, she's yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. She popped up kind of uh, last uh, season. She she up.
2: After. Before season, she was there last season, yeah. And there's another thing I don't understand, and <laughs> this is a failure on that development part. go they all followed Michael to the future, right? They did. Nine hundred. So they all decided consciously to leave behind everybody they loved to travel to the future with Michael Burnham. Now, you would expect these people to have a, a closer, more familial bond than they than they're showing, right? Because if for a person to decide Starfleet captain or not, that you're going to leave your entire family knowing. You're not going to ever see them again. They will live and die not knowing exactly what happened to you. Because remember, they wiped Discovery's existence from the memory, from the alpha memory or whatever. Mm-hmm. So so they trivialized even that, even then. And we didn't think about that, that you have a bunch of characters that you have not developed, that you have not given any kind of Cause you're, you're putting them in place of the characters that you did. Ash, the, 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 uh, the Klingon, uh, queen Pike, Spock, uh, um, uh, Georgia. Yep. Yep. For like all the characters that we spent two seasons getting to know and loving in addition to Michael wipe them off the board and you placed them with all these nameless characters who were there, but we just didn't care about them because they were just, they were just there. And now we're all of a sudden supposed to care about them, and at this on this, again at the same time, now we're thinking like, okay, why did they come to the future with Michael? We don't like. Come on, was she that great?
0: <laughs> no, you're right. That's that's the failing on the the overall show is just like the bridge crew is so underdeveloped that you don't really care when they do talk about stuff.
1: Um, yeah. So um, I mean, but- they, they they followed Michael out of a sense of duty. And, and saving the Federation. The I mean, Federation they followed
2: Michael. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> Is huh? Starfleet, Starfleet and the Federation would have still, if she succeeded, Starfleet and Federation would have still been in the present place, and they would have did everything they did to get her where she needed to go, so they still would have been heroes, but they would have been heroes with the family. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm, I'm They like, They got. They, got yeah, sure. they made a big decision. And yeah. we'll never know why We'll never know why and Maybe that's the mystery of the show Maybe that's the saving grace Figuring out why the fuck those people Decided to follow Michael 930 years later <laughs> And with that That's all I got to say about that Well the other
0: thing too I, I think Ooh. I missed I missed the, the short treks They had before Where they were doing little short yeah, short, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The shorties or whatever Oh
2: yeah yeah And yeah. then But they, I like
0: that I yeah. like that they enhanced The actual show And I thought that was really dope You know uh, yeah, Expansivant that though
2: didn't yeah, they?
1: they stopped doing after
2: them two after season maybe well, to the future yes, I yeah. I,
1: well i haven't checked to be fair yeah yeah no nah, they stopped nah, well, have have
2: popped done. up on paramount plus if they were doing that yeah. they would have been trying to push us to watch it if they had done it so.
0: yeah no nah, they, they stopped they stopped doing it i mean you know expanse did that really well with theirs in, the, in their final
1: season too with their shorts um but, and so but switching but, back to picard for a second what i would love is because so i watched um the, the episode where uh, I rewatched the episode where where Q flings the Enterprise seven thousand light years uh, into the Beta Quadrant. Delta Quadrant, beta? No, it's, it's uh, beta Quadrant.
2: Uh, is it and Beta is it, No, Delta is um, is um, Voyager. Yeah, I think it was the Beta. I think it was the Beta but, Quadrant. But it was so, quadru- so
1: the, yeah. the 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 Borg do hail from the from the Delta Quadrant, but that episode he flung them into the Beta Quadrant. Right. Which is why they only encountered the one
2: cube. Right. Um, so the implication is that they had already moved through. Right. Delta. Uh, what becomes through, through the beta. From Delta, yeah. Delta through the beta. And they were closing yeah. in on the Alpha Quadrant, basically.
1: They weren't even aware. So if as 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 the episode goes, they weren't even aware of You're the Federation right. until. So so Q flings them to the to the beta quadrant to encounter the Borg as sort of a challenge one of his many challenges for Picard and I guess Picard is the avatar for humanity itself um but what I want is a rematch or a re-meeting between Q and Guinan because if you remember in that episode they met and they apparently have a very lengthy history and yeah. like Gynan had like the cat claws
2: up and the whole bit
1: and Q was like, Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, what is she doing here? <laughs> yeah.
2: There was a little bit of fear in him and that and he that's something that, that he knew- I would love
0: to see that yeah. again. And I like, I like that they showed that because it was like in Next in Generation, you hear about this you know character, Guinan, who's like supposed to be super old and she's like knowledgeable, one of the old heads. And then we also know Q's one of the old heads, too. So then when they meet, you're like, oh, 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 right. they know each other. And I was like, kind of like when Q, same when Q brought his uh, son to hang out with Voyager. It's kind of like showing more layers to those types of things and what they can Indeed. do and all that kind of stuff. Um <laughs> But yeah you're right i think the, the the biggest failings i think for discovery is that it's like not de- not developing their actual characters are uh, not not the not the core and then also like you said just not showing the world that they're lived in like it's supposed yeah, to be yeah. the future and we've seen basically a ship uh start,
2: start to, like i think That's generation something like whatever yeah. generation is uh, uh, in the future we ain't seen no klingons yet yep, yep. we have to seen yeah. a single klingon Yep. And they, they haven't yep. even mentioned what's going on with the Klingons, yep. like no. all the the, the
0: lithium. Uh, uh, there's a thing called uh, one line of dialogue I keep hearing about, and uh...
2: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I hear that solves any problem. Yes, <laughs> so nah. not maybe not many of theirs because they got a lot, but it'll solve a few.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's a uh, 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 like I said, my my friend is a Trekkie as well. He was like, I was fast forwarding a lot. Like, first, the first half of the season was too much crying. This season was just too much boring. So I was like, "Yikes!" Yep. Um. And then mm-hmm. luckily, Picard came to help us save the day, which is great. And so, um. But
2: One, uh, no. And this is related to Star Trek. Um, the saving grace is that obviously we got Picard, and Lord Dex is amazing, and. Um, you guys have testified that Prodigy is a it's a good kid's Voyager gets, Voyager, you no know, in the Trek World. So that's that's great because I like to see Trek stories thrive and do well because it's it's it might be pie in the sky science fiction, but it is smart science fiction, and you like that, and I like Roddenberry's world continuing, and so. I'm looking forward to strange new worlds. My hope for strength for star Trek, strange new worlds is that they stick to the classic and add a little bit of modern to it, but we don't need these long convoluted um, drawn out um, big game arcs anymore. Like I would like the topic of the week with a little bit of, you know, maybe three episode arc that's longer but you know, if you're gonna introduce young Kirk and all these these characters, like don't just don't tell the same story, but also don't go too far into something that ain't recognizable either. So, so I'm looking forward to Strange New Worlds. Hopefully, they've learned from Discovery's mistakes.
0: Yeah, man, I think we can, and then we can leave it there because you're right. I think. That could be the fun part, and and o- Orville can stop kicking uh, Discovery's ass. <laughs> wow! wow. <laughs> the show that's really satirical. Uh, yep, exactly. Um, all right. Well, this is uh, blurred lines, and we are out. Hey.